Hey, this is Jonathan Bonnier, and you're listening to Fox on the Wire. You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. All right, now, do I call you John or Jonathan? Uh, oh, John's easier. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Hello, John. How you going? All right, man. I call you Craig. Yes. Yep. That's fine, man. Nice to uh, nice to meet you over the airwaves. Yeah, we'll see you in the flesh soon enough. Yes, I'm uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, haven't been on the gig trail much this year for certain reasons. Uh, so yeah, look forward to to sharing the stage with you, especially. So it's it's going to be awesome. How's Melbourne? How's Melbourne now? Uh, That's where you are, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, we're on the eve of a big day tomorrow with the with the state election, and uh, usually I don't like to talk about politics, but um, as you know, it's come crashing into our lives quite a bit in the last couple of years. So it's uh, it's a pretty important one tomorrow. So, uh, so what what time will you know tomorrow? Do you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping you know early enough that I can. Get stuck into a bottle of rum, maybe as a celebration <laughs> or a, a commiseration. So yeah, hopefully it's early enough for one or the other. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. There's been a lot of you know early polling. A lot of people are going to vote early, and uh, I intended to, but I just didn't get around to it. So I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. So uh, yeah, keep your fingers crossed for a a good result, whatever that might be. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I don't know enough, but Tanya says there's a the guy from the the slug thing. Yes, that's up against him, and he's got a very very good chance. I th- that's all I know. Yeah, um, Ian Cook in uh, yeah. D- Dan Andrews' seat of Mulgrave. So um, yeah, he's been he's been doing really well, and um, you know it's an interesting angle to try and uh, I guess knock someone out of you know, a position like Premier, you know, you take him out of their their base seat. And, uh, yeah. you know, today they sort of, Dan didn't vote in his nominal electorate, which is pretty uh, strange for a politician to do apparently. So he's done it somewhere else. So it kind of shows that he oh. might be running scared a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm, we'll see. But uh, I think I'll be, yeah. I'll be celebrating myself too. I think when he, I mean, oh, it's been god awful watching him and his interviews over the last two years. It's just, um, just oh, makes your skin crawl. Pretty much, man. Yeah, like, like I said, you know, I'm not overly a political person, but no, I, I, I never was political at all, except for the last two years. Mm. Yeah, well, totally. sort of had no choice in a way. I mean, it just yeah. came into our house and came into our bodies or at least tried to. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's all political at the end of the day, if you ask me. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, obviously living with someone like Dan Andrews, it's just been pretty dreadful. Mm. And uh, I think maybe the rest of the country has seen that. And, uh, you know, let's yeah. hope. Victorians around the state 
don't forget and yeah. haven't got a bit of Stockholm syndrome and um, they remember tomorrow what he's sort of yeah. done. Well, you've got some great people down there fighting, don't you? Like Topher and mm-hmm. Rushkan and Harvey. And someone I was watching, someone called Joel Gilmore. I don't know if you know him. No, but actually. when he was Joel Gilmore was he he only had a small following, but he was right right amongst the right amongst it. You know when it was all going on mm. that, that terrible day at the shrine and stuff. Mm. So I watched him, and yeah, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, but it, it was funny because ten minutes before he was, they were showing all the families there, the kids and. And then the next minute, there's like gunshot, mm. and that's not something you you guys are gonna forget, is it? Hey. No, especially Ever. especially at the shrine too. Like it's just, I don't know. Like a, a lot of it of what we've been through, yeah, it still hasn't kind of settled with me, and I'm not sure I even know how to talk about it all. Uh, yeah. Maybe after tomorrow, if we get some good results. We'll be able to feel yeah. some sort of, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, path forward, I guess. Uh, but you know, like like everyone, every state, some some people take it better, and they just, I don't know, take things as yeah. they come. But some of us, like yourself, um, knew something wasn't right through this whole thing, and uh, yeah. pretty much, it's a funny thing, isn't it? You either you either it seems like you either know or you don't. I know that sounds a bit silly but it seems to be that way it's it just people are just like it, everyone's trying to find a reason why you know some people just won't have a bar of it mm. and other people or most people are just happy to go along with it and we're sort of trying to work that out aren't we why why is that mm. like, i'd love to know the answer well i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of um factors that, but um, hopefully this is it's not going to happen again. It's not going to, you know, it's, things are going to change and people will, you know, start to realise what the hell's going on sort of thing. Mm. I'm just going to have a sip of my tea if that's right. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, history, I'm not a big historian or anything like that, you know, far from it. No. But um, a lot of things have happened in history that could give us a hint as to where we are and where we're headed at the moment and what it's all about yeah. really and that sort of thing but um i think oh, you know i knew we were going to get onto stuff like this tonight i'm like i don't even know if i can get it out yeah. you know how i'm feeling and stuff but anyway um yeah no no i'm, I'm just um admiring the all the stuff you've got in your room there no. the guitar. <laughs> wow. this is my sanctuary um yeah is it actually a studio or is it uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've sort of turned it into a little home studio, I guess, uh, you know, and it sort of started with the podcast here, um, you know, I sort of learned how to use, you know, audio programs and interfaces and stuff. I'm no expert by any means, but that sort of got yeah. me got me started, so it's a podcast, music room. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a makeshift studio, um, you know, yeah. and I keep learning, so it's... Uh, yeah, definitely where I like to spend as much time as I can, which is not as often yeah. as I would like, but that's okay. Um, I, know, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, there's lots to talk about with you and myself. And um, firstly, I just want to congratulate you 
on the release of your album today, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Thanks for that. It's it feels it feels good to get an album out. Um, I, I actually wrote it probably eighteen months ago, two years ago, while it was all happening. But it took us a while to you know get round to setting everything up and you know um, actually releasing mm. releasing the album. But yeah, it's out now, and I'm just. I'm glad to let it sort of into the air where I'm you. Let it into the world. Let it fly. It feels good. It feels good to have that. Yeah, it must be quite the feeling of a a release. I mean, and it's a double album. Is that right? I think it's a double CD. Yeah. I don't know if it's a double or a triple album, but it's a double oh. CD. It's got 36 tracks on it. So, I mean. Um, you know, I'd, I'd recorded them very, I wrote wrote and recorded them very quickly and sort of did it here where I'm, where I'm sitting on um, my little uh, computer, my, my iMac here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to, because it was just crazy. I was just writing. I was, the stories that were coming out, you know, the, terrible terrible stories were just affecting me so it was hitting me so hard and as a songwriter i just had to release you know i just had to and they just came out it was like it all started with the um i think um the news came out where you had to wear a mask i think it was early 21 and they said you know everyone's got to wear a mask and i was like you know, otherwise you're going to get arrested or whatever. Yeah. I wrote the first lyric, which was, um, looks like I'm going to jail, <laughs> um, which it was actually on the holidays. So and I wrote, that was, that's how it started. I, I wrote this lyric, looks like I'm going to jail for the holidays. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's how it felt. I, mm. I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to comply. Mm. So it started there and it didn't stop. And it was like, 20, 30, 40, 50 songs. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't, I recorded about 52, but they didn't, I mean, it's too many anyway. 52, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. It, it was too many. <laughs> it was just the stories, man. It was just yeah. all, I mean, oh, this, you know, the all the information I had to get, all the research I had to do to make sure everything was cool, you know, everything everything I was thinking was right, you know, mm. and, and all the, um, you know, there's a lot of good independent journalists that, you know, f- give me a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, David Limbrick was doing some good stuff down there, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. He, he actually inspired me. There's one of my songs It's called freedom scissors. And it was after watching him. I don't know if you remember him cutting the, cutting something. There was, they, they, They'd locked off all the children's parks. They <laughs> blocked them all off and stopped them playing. Yep. And he came around and just cut all the the barriers down, mm. which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. No, he was um he was one of the very few sort of because there wasn't a lot of hope. I don't you know I can't speak for every state, but I kind of feel like we were you know 
probably a little bit worse off than others. It just seemed that way. Oh, yeah. You know, we were sort of the leading escalator of uh, draconian measures such as the playground. And, um, yeah. yeah, he David Limbrick was definitely one of the – like he just – I never knew of him before this and um, all of a sudden yeah. he popped up and I'm like, oh, my God, because you just felt so alone, like whether it's yeah. in the music industry – in your family, yeah. amongst your friends, uh, in the parliament, yeah. for sure. And it's just like, am I fucking, am I crazy? Or, or And then, you know, yeah. slowly but surely, you know, certain voices popped up and um, you feel yeah. a bit less crazy. But, uh, well, I'll have to listen yeah. to that particular tune. But, yeah, obviously that whole period gave you a lot to say if you wrote 50-odd songs. Yeah, I yeah, I just couldn't. Like there was another song where I was just in disbelief. There was um, I can't remember his name, but it was the the police commissioner of um, New South Wales, and um, he was talking about you know, um, you know that you needed a reasonable excuse for being in a certain place, mm. and um, you know if you if you're going shopping. To buy a pair of shoes, mm. you know, you're gonna get arrested <laughs> and all this stuff. And I and I just I just took to that, you know, I wrote a song for that, you know, talking about buying shoes and getting arrested, but you know, you you're not allowed to do that, but you can go next door where I live anyway, next door to where you buy your shoes is a like a bottle shop. Mm. You can go there yeah. and buy as much beer as you want yep. every day. But this guy was going to arrest you. And it was just all these crazy rules coming out. Mm. And I definitely jumped on all these crazy rules. You know, I was I was like, this is all crazy. I'm just going to, you know, it's, it's sort of making me write. They're serious. It's serious, but you can sort of find some humor in them because it's just, you have to, you know, to sort of uh it's just so crazy you have to go like you have to laugh at it but even though it's it's a serious thing you know yeah it's sort of happening live time and day to day or week to week it's just sort of escalating to new heights and you're just like it's it's kind of funny but it's crazy but it's actually reality it's not yeah. it's not a dream yeah. or it's not in the past tense or it's not what could potentially happen it's actually happening yeah. and it's like yeah. yeah. Well, it's the that's the, what's what the main issue is. That's why everyone's complying because they can't. Mm. It's so crazy they can't take it in. Mm. So they just go, whoa, you know, and they just go along with it because they can't, you know, um, comprehend it, sort of thing. Mm. You know, they just oh, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm just gonna do this. I'll do what they say and get on with my life. But you know, it's not uh, it's not the best thing to do. And I was writing, I've just got my album here. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. And I was writing a, because um, we, we had a premiere, her name was Gladys Berejiklian, I think it yeah. was. Oh, Gladys Barbecue Chicken, if you watch Barbecue Sushi Chicken. Mango. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was coming on. I, I didn't watch it much, but I, she was coming on every morning and saying everything's, you know, people were... Um, drop in right left and center you know all this crazy stuff 
And I just, I just had to write about that. I called, and she had these sort of coats on. She used to wear these, you know, fancy coats. So I basically wrote a song. It's the ninth track on 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 the first CD, and it's called "The Woman in the Court." Well, that's to do with her and um, all the all the um, nonsense she was uh, saying every single morning. Yeah. And so yeah, so it's just things like that. I just went on. Yeah. And I've got another song. It's like the Ballad of Phyllis Frost Prison. Mm. I had to. I had to write. I felt compelled to write about Monica, Monica Smith, yes. who went to jail. Yep. I wrote about that, and it just kept on going. Um, yeah, she was another one that sort of popped up during this whole thing that um, oh, okay. gave you some sort of hope. Uh, yeah. you know, I didn't know about her prior to all this, if she was, I don't even know if she was sort of in the public sphere before all this, but, yeah, she popped up. You know, she was another one, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just it just kept on going. Uh, I got inspired by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, absolutely. I, yep. I wrote a song about him. He sort of inspired, he um, educated me about all the pharmaceutical companies and all the, the crooks. Yeah. And uh, that inspired me to write a song called The Story of the Land. And it just basically... It's just telling how crook, how crooked, you know, the farm pharmaceutical industry is, particularly in in America. And you know, he's forever suing these pharmaceutical companies. What's his um, foundation? Is it Child's Defense Health Fund or something like that? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now he's um, he's very good to listen to. Like he's obviously knowledgeable and um. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, well. I don't want to take you through 36 songs, but, <laughs> yeah. but they're all related to things like that, you know. Yep. Um, it, I just get affected. Like, I, I went to protests and Michael Sims was talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about his, his vaccine in the injured um, child. Mm-hmm. And it sort of deeply affected me. And I went home and wrote... Um, a song called Hell, It's Their Mistake. Mm. But basically, because when we, you know, there's a lot of parents, they're not, you know, at some time they're not, they don't, they don't know about these vaccines. Mm. And we, we make these mistakes and we find out later on and, you know, we feel ter- terrible about it or, you know, but, you know, it's not. I'm trying to say it's um, it's their mistake, you know, but... We've been um, we've been fooled, you know, by just like the just like the COVID nineteen vaccine. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the fact that it's, I think you know straight off the bat, the fact that yeah, I don't no scientist obviously, but uh, the fact that it's being labelled a vaccine is the is the trick, I think, and uh, clearly it it hasn't behaved. Or turned out as a regular vaccine that we we used to as kids growing up, and yeah, you know. Well, it's all coming up now, isn't it? You know, the- still, yeah. But it's like, isn't isn't making a, enough of a difference? It's like all the information's there, and it was always there, but it's slowly mm-hmm. seeping into the mainstream. But it's still still being pushed by certain characters. 
and yeah. and that's what they are characters. Um, and I'm just like, where where is this gonna end? Where where is this gonna turn around? You know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's um something I worried about right from the start. Yeah, how is this? Because it's it's not a I mean the the COVID nineteen vaccine is a is a new thing, but mm. you know people have been I have been injured by vaccines mm. for a long long time, mm. and nobody's ever ever listened. Like even my wife, she was um, in two thousand. This is where I started to catch on to the to the lies and everything, because my wife was enrolled um, to. Uh, for a midwifery course mm. in UTS in Sydney. And she had to take, I think, something like six shots of vaccines to, to be able to do, to be able to study. So she was a bit sort of hesitant. She didn't really want to do it. But she really wanted to, um, to be a midwife and to, to study midwifery. So she took them. And 15 minutes after she took them, she was like paralyzed, uh, half Half of her body was just messed up. Like a Bell's palsy sort of thing? Um, It's not that one. It's something else, and I can't remember what what the actual. It's like a, apparently it's like a a massive sunburn feeling, but it's, you know, really bad, and it's constant, and it's all over your body. It's the one Eric, I don't know if you heard of Eric Clapton, where he came out last year. It's the the one he, he... he actually got it after taking Astra, Astra Zeneca. Um, Zeneca. Yeah. It's the same one as that. Mm. It's the same um, medical condition. He said he couldn't play guitar for yeah. a few weeks yeah. or months, was it? I think it was months, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's where it started for yeah. me. Yeah. Is this what we're talking about uh, today? <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, if this is what the songs are about, and you know, well, that's it. It's, I mean, that's every song. This is the thing. Every mm. song is a protest song. Mm. And even though I was doing a gig last night in Tamworth, and you know, I was talking about it in between songs. Mm. You know, I talk about Michael Sims, who who lost his um, his job. Mm. He lost his house, and he lost access to his child just because he didn't want to take a vaccination you know yeah, fuck. and this is what it's like to um like I'm, i had to get used to speaking like this in between songs when i'm doing gigs mm. so it was a good practice last night that was the it was the first gig of the tour mm. and see how i go with the rest of it yeah well speaking of the tour you're um in celebration of the release of the album you're bringing your journey as an outsider through the upheaval of the lockdowns and the mandates and the censorship um, on a bit of a East Coast tour, which includes our show on December 9th. Um, So how how many shows in are you and where are you headed headed next? Um, Well, I did the first gig. um, Oh, I got a list here somewhere. Oh, here we are. I did the first gig last night in Tamworth, mm. um, and that was at the um, the Press Basement Bar. I don't know if you've been there. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it was a, it was a good gig, but I, I was sort of buzzing after it, ten o'clock. Mm. I decided to drive home mm. <laughs> from Tamworth to Sydney, which is about a five six hour. All oh, right, yeah. So uh, I'm feeling a bit sort of you know <laughs> zoned out today. Yeah, um, I was driving through the night. I didn't get home till five in the morning. Well, because I had a couple of stops. <clears throat> um, stopped at McDonald's. I got chocolate soft soft syrup. <laughs> Regretting that now, no doubt. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. It sort of kept me going to drive mm. through the night. Get me back to um, Katoomba, where I live. Yep. But I've got to uh, get up early in the morning and drive to um, Byron Bay. Okay. Next, That's the next one. And uh, uh, that's Sunday, Sunday night at the, at the rails. I don't know these places, so I can't. Yeah, I haven't played it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, back to Katoomba, got a couple of gigs. So, do you know um, Ali Roll? No, no. They're from Melbourne. No, and they're going to be playing, um, supporting me at uh, Katoomba in Sydney. Okay, on the third and fourth, and then I'm going to um, Wagga. Melbourne, obviously, on Friday the 9th. Yep. Where you should be there. Yep. And uh, Brisbane and Coffs. I'm finishing Coffs Harbour on this 18th of December. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of traveling, but um, I'm up for it. Yeah. Well, we live in a beautiful country, and, um, you know, last couple of years we haven't been allowed across those borders. So, cross them while you can. <laughs> yeah. And, um, exactly. Check out all the all those dates at jonathanbone.com and yeah, uh, yeah get down and support uh, local music because we um, you know we missed out on that for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, how was the the burgie? Is that a you, do you know the burgie? Yeah, I haven't played there yet, so okay. that's why I'm looking forward to it. But um, I think it's it's a good joint uh, right in the heart of sort of Brunswick. So, and okay. being a Friday night, we should we should have a few folks down there, which will be good. Yeah, yeah. Is that near St Kilda, or is that somewhere else? Um, not really, but it's not. You know, it's not not across town or anything. It's um, oh, depending what time you drive there, maybe half hour drive. So it's not it's not that far, but it's not not next door. Yeah. So, is it a big place or a small place? I think. Oh, you haven't been. There? I haven't been there, but I think it's. It's. I think it's relatively intimate. I think, from what I um, what I gather. Cool. So, um, no, it should be good. It'll be. It'll be a good one. So, and yeah, being a Friday night too. So, it should be. Should be yeah. pumping. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to Melbourne for a while, so I'm looking forward to coming down there. Yeah. Um. Hopefully the the guy tomorrow will, won't be there. Then he'll be gone. Mm. Yes, be nice. Fingers crossed and toes and everything else. So, so um, yeah. the first single from the album was "How It'll Be Alright," which is also the the title track of the album. Uh, you dropped that back on the eleventh of November, which is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp, and all digital platforms so when i listened to that one i guess initially i got sort of 
Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison sort of vibes. Um, wow. And it yeah. was... Uh, I've got Roy Orbison before. I've heard Roy Orbison before, so you must be on the... Yeah. On the... It's like that old... I didn't realise I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's... I don't know. It was like a... I know you think of these things and then you're like, well, how do I explain it? And it's like, well, I don't really know, but I guess it's like an old school sort of vibe, which is absolutely a compliment. Um, yeah, I like, I do like the old school. Yeah, yeah, but it does, it, it does have that um, that chord on the guitar. I don't know if you know it, the B seven. Oh yeah, on the bottom. It's one of the first chords I ever learned. Mm. So. Um, I think that, that as soon as you play that chord, it's just sort of, it sounds, you know, 50, 60 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like a, you know, a Tennessee sort of feel or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's sort of the, the vibe I got. And I um, I chucked it on in, in the car on the way home from work that night and I'd had a pretty, pretty shit day. So I'd sort of left, you know, a bit angry and pent up and I chucked that on. It sort of... It brought me down a bit, which was kind of weird. I'm like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> Usually, I'll I'll listen to sort of heavy music, but um, oh, okay, yeah, it sort of brought yeah. me down a bit, which which was kind of cool. So it's um made me really like that song. So thank you for that. Oh, brought you down in a good way or a bad? No, way. in a good way. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It sort of um calm calmed me down. I should have said, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you know, nice, nice, easy sort of vibe, which was cool. Um. And then you yeah, released, okay. uh, what was the next track? Uh, Heaven's Door on the 18th of November. So, yeah. another good track. Yeah. Um, again, they came, they came from, you know, the same thing. Heaven's Door was, I heard a, um, I, there was something on Facebook. There was a, people commenting on Facebook and they were all, they were talking, it was in America, and and there was talk of the authorities coming door to door, you know, and um, seeing if people are complying to the rules of COVID. Mm -hmm. so, and, and, and there was just thousands of comments, and they're all saying if they come, well, not all, you know, a lot of them were saying, you know, if they come to my door, one guy said, There'll be shotguns and dogs mm -hmm. before they, you know, they, you know, it was that sort of mentality going mm -hmm. on, which is, I understand how they feel, but in the song you'll see, like, I understand how they feel, but, you know, obviously we don't want to be violent. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants, nobody wants violence. So. Yep, exactly. Because it's just, people are just going to get, people are just going to get shot and killed, yeah. you know, so don't make sense. And that's what. And you end up, you know, dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's heaven's door for you. Mm. That's what I. That's how I get inspired by people saying on Facebook, you know, they're not they're not going to be, you know, um, telling me what to do. Mm. You, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. well basically, most of us, uh, I thought, you know, basically wanted governments to the side of our lives or out of our lives as much as possible. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I always was under the impression of. Um, 
but all of a sudden they came crashing in and some people seemed to like it and some of us didn't and you were pretty much on either one side or the other and uh, instinctively I knew which side I was on and um, I couldn't really yeah. help it and that was that. And um, and what about your, your mates and your family? Was that a problem? Because <laughs> it usually is with everybody. Yeah. Everyone's got their, you know, problems, everyone. They've divided a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, they have. So, yeah. I've I, got some. I um I figured it, at some point down the track that it it would even out and you know people wouldn't think I'm actually crazy because I'm I'm not really um you know once more things yeah. started to trickle out but I I don't know if we've met that uh, point yet or not no. we should have it's getting there mm. it's very slow very slow yeah I think there's enough out there to to absolutely be at that point but for some reason i don't think we're there yet so were you at canberra did, did you go to canberra no no well if you went to that one you would have i'm sure it would um it would it made me feel so good i was so lifted that day yeah i've never seen so many people like me mm. you know it's like and it was and i stood i usually just walk you know in the march or have you in the crowd but I made a point of just standing there and, and watching everyone go by. Mm. And there were, like, it was definitely a million. I'm, you know, I'm being conservative, but it was definitely a million. But there could have been, you know, a lot more. It was, it was a beautiful couple of days, and they had all these camps set up, all these free camps. Mm. It was just people everywhere, millions. And it was, I went home that day thinking, this is going to be all right. We're going to be, mm. we're going to get there. I mean that says something, doesn't it? You know, that's not that's not just me and you. That's uh, me and you times a million or hundreds of thousands. So that's a lot of people. Oh, there was people from all over Australia and all the, you know Brisbane, all the way up to the, you know, all the way down. I met so many people from all over Australia. Mm. It was just beautiful. Um. Yeah, we just come together. We just took over that day, and mm. it was just—it was a great day. Do you think they? Um, uh, do you think they listened? The politicians? No, no, they never do. It's, I don't think it's about right. trying to convince them. They—they never—they don't—they don't really care. They don't no. give a crap. It's—it's it's about convincing the public. Mm. It's only—it's—it's it's, it's about the public changing and waking up. And sort of but the thing is, that, like you asked me about um, my first single, How Will Be Alright. Mm. It's sort of that song, like it came about because people, you know, were ignoring what was going on. You know, they'd say, Oh, it'll be all right. Don't worry. We'll just go through this, you know, for whatever, a couple of months and it'll be all right. Mm. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, how these, these people say, how we'll be all right, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to be all right unless we uh, make it all right, you know. Mm. And I guess, you know, the way you sing that is so soft and calming, you know, but it was such a, a serious situation. Yeah, I don't usually sing that low, you know. I'm, right. singing, I'm singing a much lower register than what I usually usually sing. Yeah. I do take it up an octave to at the end. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, um, 
It's very laid back, isn't it? That song, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, um, during that whole thing, like I was saying, you know, you've, I mean, that was the whole point of it, wasn't it? You know, to isolate everybody and, um, you know, take people away from each other, blah, blah, blah. And you sort of, you did feel like you were alone or like you're the only one thinking this way or whatever. And then another thing that came along was Free the Nation music from Ben Mitchell. Yeah. And that was a good day. That was a great day. Yeah. Yeah, when I heard that. Because for me, particularly in the music industry, you know, that was, what can I say? You know, and then that came along and it's like, oh, thank you. Thank F for that, you know. Um, there are other yeah. musicians that know this isn't right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a, obviously a lot more as well, but they, you know, they didn't they didn't sign up, I suppose, but mm. they, you know, because they, they're afraid. Mm. This, that's the thing. Everyone's afraid. You have to be, I've got another song in here called Brave, you know, because I had to think, you know, there's no way, you know, I'm not going to be brave. I couldn't live live with myself if I had to, you know, just chuck it all in and just say, yeah, you know, do what you want. Mm. Um, I've just, re- I just repeat the same thing. Um, um, anyway, yeah, it's just, that's the, that's, that's the hard bit for some people is to, to give up, you know, to give up what they've got mm. in order to, um, to conquer this thing is it's, it's very difficult because, mm. you know, they've got families, they've got, yeah. um, you know, mortgages or everything. There's so much going on. You can't. It's hard to uh, compete with it. You know, it's very, it's very difficult. They, 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 they played it. They played it pretty good, didn't they? They did this. They did. And I think it's, you know, it was in the works for a while. Uh yeah. All the clips are there, them talking about it, not us talking about it. They were talking about it. It's all in it's in books and everything and uh it's all there if you care to yeah. to seek it out. And um you know for Yeah, you could see it coming. You could see it coming, eh? Yeah, and it you know, hit it. We, we were protesting back in um like a my wife got the vaccine injury in 2008 mm. and then we were protesting on 2015, the no jab, no play, no pay thing. Mm. Now all that was going on. And it's like, this is, this is getting crazier and crazier. And then, um, yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. Hit, hit pretty hard. Um, and I think a lot yeah. of people in their defense didn't know what hit us, but at some point, you know, you had to <laughs> surely start uh, questioning things, um, mm. which unfortunately I, a lot of people didn't. So, yeah, I wrote a song. There's a song on the album called "The Giant Lie," mm. which is obviously this this giant lie thing. Mm. I mean, it's so big. People, a lot of people just think, you know, there's no way it could be that bad. Mm. You know, it is that bad. It is, and there's lies everywhere. You just gotta. Watch the mainstream media every day, whether it's here in Australia or in America. It's uh, <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely changed, changed, um, changed the way I think in the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
like I, I knew obviously they lied, but mm. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't know that it could get this. I suppose I was a bit naive. I didn't know it could get this bad, and people would just take it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of us were that naive. Uh, and yeah, I guess we always thought there was a fail-safe amongst us as a community that we would only take so much, but we kept taking more. Like the whole thing was a, a big test really. How much can they take? <laughs> what what will they accept, you know? And uh it's like they and it seems like they accept anything. Yeah. Yeah. We we kind of failed really, but you know, there was a lot of beautiful things that that came out of it and beautiful people and I'm not sure where this is all gonna end up, but um You've, well, it's still going on. It is. There's still, there's still people, you know, there's still companies with mandates and things and people yeah. have got their jobs back and, and, and can't get jobs mm-hmm. and you know, losing their homes and, 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 and much worse and all this. Yeah. You know, it's just still going on. Yeah, injuries and stuff and... Um, yeah. You know. there's, there's, yeah, there's something new every day with yeah. um, injuries and... Just just yesterday, what was it today? The a twenty two year old um, woman soccer player mm. just dropped dead <laughs> um, in England. Mm. Um, what's going on there? On, on the pilot, there was a pilot last week in American Airlines. He he took off and just dropped as he was taking off. He just uh, did you hear about that? No, not that one. No. No. That was just last week. I mean, this is just the stuff I'm hearing. Yeah. Just, God knows how much more is going on. Yeah, and, you know, we could dive a lot further into this, but, you know, maybe this isn't the podcast for that. You know, we're here to to celebrate yeah. your album, but, um, you know, this goes pretty deep and um, it's, uh, yeah. it's, I don't know. My album. <laughs> yes, the album. <laughs> Can you actually see anything? Uh, a little bit. It's a bit hard to see, but it's a, a dark photo. Um, so that means if you wrote, did you record all those 50-odd tracks? Yeah, I did right here on um, on my IMAX. So you've actually got some uh, B-sides. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's going to be, uh, like it says, parked. Part one, part two. Mm-hmm. I've got a part three. It's going to come out. Oh yeah, cool. Why not? One day. I, I don't know when, but but uh, it will come out. Is because there's a lot of there's a lot of tracks I like on it, so I want to yeah. release it. So so is it hard to because you've got so many songs there, and no doubt you've got previous releases. Uh, is it hard for you to get together a set list <laughs> that you're yeah, yeah, that'd be probably is. the hardest part. Yeah, it is, but luckily I actually don't do that. Ah, <laughs> I, are you one of those? Wife, are you? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I suppose I could do it, but it it takes a lot out of me. You know? mm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, well, you kind of brought that on yourself. No offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite a task, and it, yeah, it's thirty six tracks. But yeah, I'm sort of doing. I I, I don't think I've only got. I think I've got about twelve rehearsed, rehearsed up, something like that. Oh no, sorry. Oh yeah, it's 
it's really complicated because I, I wasn't meant to do this album. I was actually making another album. Oh. So, but then COVID hit. Mm. And then I, I had to, I had to do this album, you know, because it was, it was, you know, it had to be done. Because, mm. um, it made more sense. Yeah. So, so I haven't actually, I can't play them all <laughs> at the moment because right. I've been, I've been rehearsing other songs, which was the album I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and some of you, so. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's, um, I've got, th- I've got 36. I'm going to do three sets tomorrow on Sunday night yep. at, Bay- at um, Byron. So cool. So most of the, I'll be playing most of the songs. Yep. Nice. From the album. Do you reckon you'll, well, when you, um, mapped out the album the track listing was that hard to do did, like did you put any thought into that or did you just whack them all together and uh no way we didn't whack them all together yeah. <laughs> the thing is they sort of in order mm. a lot of them the majority of it is in order of like writing it's, it's, it's like a it's like a it's like sequenced i think as time you know as time went on mm-hmm. over the over the process of the writing so mm-hmm. apart from one or two maybe yeah um yeah but um again i didn't do that either my wife stroke manager did it oh, so she's she's good at that she's she's good at um she's better than me i think than um it's not that I can't do it. It's just it's a lot of lot to focus on, and I was busy doing writing and recording. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so I could have given it. I could have done it, but um, it, to, to record, to write and record thirty six songs, you, you know yourself is is gonna. It's, it takes a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I was um, I was busy doing that <laughs> instead. Of, Fair enough. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. The um the set lists for the live performances will they sort of uh you know mirror the way they were listed on the album? Do you think? Uh no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, because I'm not doing them all. So mm. yeah, well, um, I don't, I'm I'm sort of making it up as I go along. Really, I mean, I didn't write out the set list. We didn't write out the set list until um, you know an hour before we went on stage. Mm. So, is that do you do you do you are you sort of prepared for things like that? Uh, or do you yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I kind of admire someone like yourself who can sort of wing it like that. I think if I was gigging more regularly, and I, th- I think I would be a bit more spontaneous like that. Uh, like yeah. maybe if you're touring or something like that, you know, you get to the yeah. venue, you get a feel for it, and just just kind of wing it. But uh, nah. the thing is, it all cha- changes because if I'm doing three sets, yeah, I'm gonna have three three set lists. If I'm doing one set, I'm gonna have to. So it changes sort of every time. Depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I do two sets, mm. so I've got to leave like some songs out. Yeah. So if you're doing two or three sets, would you chuck any covers in there or is it just all original material or would yeah. it depend on the gig? Um, it does depend on the gig, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't do any covers last night. Yeah. Um, but I will 
to, on Sunday because I'm doing three sets. Mm. Uh, but uh, I've never really done covers, but I'm, I've, for the first time I've started doing covers and I've, um, I've, got, I've got four now. I've got four covers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm doing um, Johnny Cash. Makes sense. Yeah. Wholesome, <laughs> wholesome prison blues. Oh, yeah. You know that one? Yeah. 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 And I'm doing a, a Neil Young song, Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. which I really like playing. That's a beautiful song, that one. Yeah. Is that hard to sort of play as a solo? Well, not hard, but like, because you've got to have that sort of, it's got that really light brushes sort of snare drum in the song. So with the, you know, because it's got the swing almost sort of feel. Is that kind of hard to replicate on your own with an acoustic? Um, it actually sounds good on my own yeah. because it's it's um it's a drop D. Oh yeah. And I never I've never used I'm I've never used drop D. Yeah. But I'm using it now because I'm because I'm doing this Neil Young song and it sounds beautiful because of this drop D. Yeah. It's- Sounds great. It's a beautiful thing. You, drop D. <laughs> you got the you got the low D. You, as you, you probably use drop D, do you? I do. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um. So you got this low low register D, and and the actual riff is high up. So you have got this mm. lows and highs working beautiful on the acoustic guitar. Mm. Yeah. Really, really sounds good. I didn't realize that song was in drop D, but I guess kind of makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been using drop D for. Well, because I grew up on Silverchair and Nirvana, you know, so there's a lot yeah. of drop D going on there, and um, I sort of carried that through. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's still tuned. Does Does Kirk have been tuned down one fret as well in a lot of his songs? It's just tuned down. Yeah, just- he he's a bit all over the place actually. Like on Nevermind, you know, there's some songs where the whole guitar is tuned down a whole step. So, yeah, like Come As You Are and Lithium. Yeah. yeah. Um, smells Like Teen Spirits, Standard Tuning. Yeah. Um, something in the way is like a – it's drop D, but I think it's slightly out of that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit all over the place. And then – I wonder why he did it. Does he – like I don't think he does it to um, – because the song is too high because, you know, he can sing anything. He was amazing. Mm. I think he does it just to get that torn, right? Not sure. I don't know if they've ever... Why would you tune your guitar down one fret? It must be to get that torn. Well, yeah, I mean, I I sort of play in E-flat, you know, acoustically. Um, Most of my guitars, if they're not in like an open tuning, I I don't play in standard tuning. I play in like an E-flat and that's, I don't know, I just find the tone a bit better plus it helps with my singing a little bit um okay plus just more of a tone thing is it yeah i think so for me anyway yeah uh especially acoustically you know i don't Mm. you know standard tuning sounds a bit brighter which isn't necessarily a bad thing but um you know but it doesn't suit your songs maybe mm, i don't think so but then you know i'm using capo Sometimes, so depends on the song, but yeah, I, I generally stick with with E flat, and I think he, I think Kurt did that on um, in utero for the most part. 
yeah. in, including dropping that down to a D flat as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But he's amazing guitarist. Well, he's very, you know, he's not like a Jimi Hendrix or anything, but he's, it's, a, it's, no. a, it's an original, you know, yeah. he's his own guitarist yeah. and um, a brilliant songwriter, obviously. So, um, he couldn't really replicate what he was doing, you know, because yeah. it was all from here, you know, mostly. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about Dave Grohl now? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, yeah. he, he hasn't been letting his fans into his gigs. Yeah. You know, you knew about that, didn't mm-hmm. you? Right? So, yeah. yeah, it's hard for me to shove Dave to the side entirely because, you know, he was one of my favourite guys, you know, being in Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But then... But that was disappointing. Yeah, wasn't absolutely. It? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and he's supposed to be the punk rock guy and, you know, just there was so many things during this whole thing that just crossed over and got... Yeah. It's like it just made you question and look at everything and... uh yeah, because even like um, I ch- chose to do a Neil Young cover, and I'm yeah, like, Neil Young as well. Should I, be do- should I be doing a Neil Young cover? Because you know he's. <laughs> but it, there's there's the song, you know, there's a written song that was written years ago, and there's and there's um, Neil Young's views today, which I don't agree with. Mm. They're two different things, right? So I guess so, it's all- but it's it's hard, man. Like you know, with actors as well, and. Yeah, just yeah. Your, your family and stuff, but I guess that's yeah. you know that's the whole thing. Like they've put a wedge in between a lot of us, and it's up to us to you know ignore or break that wedge or whatever. But yeah, Dave, I I don't know, especially when we lost Taylor. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, what? Hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just, they, they were four, and UB40 as well were, like, mm. they kicked out, they kicked out one of their members in England. Um, I know a guy here, the church, you know, the church. Yeah. They kicked out the drummer because he didn't vaccinate. Uh, didn't know that oh, one. Oh, this is going on. Yeah, there was um, the offspring drummer as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Even though he had a pretty good reason, like a medical reason not to get it. Uh, and, you know, I guess, you know, for me that all sort of hit pretty close because, uh, you know, we're musicians and... Um, yeah. Did you have a band at the time? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I'm sort so of in another a- band, but we've sort of been on hiatus for the last few years. We're just sort of getting back into it now. Um, so yeah, no, nah, mainly mainly solo for me, which was lucky, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird time, and um, we're still in it, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when did you start playing music? Oh, as a as a little child. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I just uh, my mother had a lot of records, you know, forty fives and seventy eights. Yeah. And uh, my first memory was um, 
she had all these like stacks of records, but I, you know, there was like a massive stack, but I, I picked out four that I couldn't stop playing. It was like um, the, the Beatles, Elvis, the Crickets. Crickets. And the Everly Brothers. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not big on their whole catalogue. I'm not familiar with the whole catalogue, but um, what, was this? what was the main song? Um, Bye uh, Bye Love, this one. Unchained Melody. Oh, yeah. That was great. That, is yeah. that their song? Did they write that? I don't think that's them. I think that's the Righteous Brothers. Oh, shit. I think. Right, okay. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Sorry. They got a famous song called Bye Bye Love. Okay. And um, that was my first experience. You know, you know when it really hits you, music, the first time? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what has just happened? Yeah. You know? And your life has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was about seven then. And, and, then um, and then the Sex Pistols come along as well, didn't they? Mm. I, had a, I, had, I had a lot of 45s. And then, um, who else is there? Yeah. And then I got into the jam. There's an English band called The Jam. Yeah. That's how I learned guitar because I, I, I basically just learned all the, the jam songs. Yeah. I, I had a year to sort of listen to a song and learn it. You know, I was never schooled or anything. I couldn't, I wasn't, I couldn't do that. So, mm. and, um, yeah, and just uh, and then I had a good friend that had lots of records: uh, the Beatles, Small Faces, yeah. uh, the Who, um, the Kinks. Mm. That's what I. That's what I grew up on. Um, Led Zeppelin, Big Star. Big Star is a big one for me. Big Star. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't very well known, but yeah. they sort of. It wasn't well known at the time, but they were like this cult band. It's Twenty years later, people got to hear about them. Twenty years later, or something. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. They just couldn't hit the. Yeah. yeah, I suppose they were more of an indie band. I suppose in like in the early seventies, but they're great. And um, uh, did you grow up in Australia or? No, I came here in ninety eight. Right, ninety. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I came here and it was like, what's going on with the music over here? It was sort of, it's very different mm. England. And I didn't, it was Silverchair ah, when I came here. There you go, yeah. That song, um, oh, I've forgotten it. The, Freak or um, Tomorrow I, or Abuse Me or. No, um, or was it 98? Yeah. Huh, well, Neon Ballroom was released in 99 with Emotion Sickness and Anna's Song, Anthem for the UT 2000. Yeah. No, no, it was one of the first tra- – um, oh. not the first. It must have been 98. Yeah, it was 98. Yeah. Was it freak. It was Freak. Freak, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a big one. That was Drop D. <laughs> Oh right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything then. I didn't know any of the bands. So mm. I was still listening to English, British music. Yep. Um, but I like um, there's someone called Julia Jacqueline mm. in. I think she lives in Melbourne. She's like a indie folk singer. Okay. 
You seen you haven't seen her? No. 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 She was good. But uh the nineties were a good time in British music, especially yeah. mid mid nineties, I guess. Um Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean I was living in I was living in London and um it was funny because I'm actually from Wales and I'm from Wales, mm. not England. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of Welsh bands there, but I don't, you're not going to have heard of them, I don't think. Catatonia was one of them. Super Furry Animals was another. Mm-hmm. And I was into this sort of Welsh Brit pop music, I suppose you'd call it. Mm. But uh, yeah, they do. The Super, super Furry Animals come, come to Australia a few times, I think. But I, I did like the creation stuff, you know, Primal Scream. Oh, yeah. You know the creation label? No. Uh, no. Oasis were on there. Oh, okay. With the earlier there. stuff or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I suppose I like that. Um, you know, they call it shoegaze, shoegaze, shoegaze music. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of very spatial and affected, reverberated sort of music, you know. Mm. It's, with a, with a sort of English beat, like a dance beat, the dance beat sort of thing. You might like this other band that I'm in. We're called Old Etiquettes. James, our singer in particular, he's sort of into that sort of stuff. And I don't know, you might hear some of that in the music a little bit. You know, I take a bit of a different role in that band. I just sort of lay back and play some guitar. I don't get involved into the in the song structures or anything like that. I just yeah. play guitar and um, you know, I'm sort of working on a few new, well, uh, recording a few guitar tracks on some new tracks at the moment. So, yeah, he's... So are you a technical player, Craig? No. Nah. Are you doing fingers or something? No, nah, like, um, no, no, I'm not technical. You know, okay. I'll come up with some stuff but i'm i'm definitely not like a you know i'm into metal and stuff like that but i'm not i can learn stuff um but no i wouldn't i'm not not technical um no (laughs) no so if if you're if you're writing a solo you'd sort of you'd be more sort of um i don't know like pentatonic is it they call it like yeah, I guess so, but I'm also aware that's like sort of pretty... St- maybe a bluesy tone or something or not? It no. depends on the song, but I'm also aware that that can be pretty stale as well, you know, um, into players that um, step outside of the box a bit, like, um, uh, you know, Dimebag Daryl of Pantera, you know, even though that's heavy metal, you know, he, um, he was all, always about, you know, chucking in different notes and sort of odd notes here and there or the way he bent the notes and, you know. Um, so I guess I've got that in the back of my mind, you know. Even if it's a, a folky tune and I'm playing a solo, I'm, I'm trying not to get too far away from the song but um, not, yeah. not keeping it too stale. So whether I've achieved that or not is another thing, but, yeah. But, no, nah, I'm, mm. I'm not technical. It's not not so when you do your thing, acoustic fox, is it acoustic guitar with effects or just just to play an acoustic? Just to play an acoustic. You know, if I'm recording, I'll more lately I've added some sort of overtone electric guitar stuff. 
but if I'm playing live, it's just me and the acoustic, you know, raw. So, yeah, back to basics. And you sing, um, is it like it goes from low to high or is it stay in a register or is it a screaming thing? Or is it, no. Just, it wouldn't be if it was acoustic, would it, no? No, I mean, you know, someone like Chris Cornell, you know, I was always a big fan of, you know, he could do his sound guard and stuff and then he could pick up an acoustic and kind of sing like that a little bit. You know, some of the best gigs that I've been to was his solo acoustic shows because, you know, he had his lower register and then he'd just sort of wail and it'd fill up the whole theatre and it was just amazing and he'd still be sitting there with that acoustic guitar. So, you know, it was all stripped way back to his acoustic and his vocal, but it was just, it was amazing. So, um, but he obviously had a freakish sort of range of his vocal and a real power to it and not everyone has that but um yeah yeah um yeah some people can get some singers can can really shift it up you know mm. another half octave or something mm. you know where most sort of male singers anyway they get up to like I don't know, maybe you know, E like an E on the on the guitar string. Mm-hmm. That would be um, starting to get a bit high there. Yeah. Whereas you know, um, you know, the, the great the great singers, they tend to, yeah, they tend to like able to sing low and really and keep it chesty, even yeah. though they, you know, they're getting up to the, I think it's a B or something yeah. above the E, whatever it is. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It is. I wish I could sing like that sometimes because if you write a song where you you want to be able to do that, I mean, I I, I like my voice, but it's it's going, you know, it's um it's good at what it does. Yeah. And sometimes you might write something that you need something different, mm. something else. But then you know, as as a listener, not everyone you know, not everyone wants to hear someone sort of wail or go too far off the off the reservation you know they like to keep it pretty pretty level so but yeah, yeah. I'd like to have that sort of that range um, unless it's like Led Zeppelin whole lot of love sort of wailing that's, that's perfect isn't it that is just like yeah. spot on yeah but then the other thing is you know can you keep it up as you get older or you know especially yeah. if, if you have to keep performing those songs and all of a sudden you know you you can't do that like you used to um yeah that'd be frustrating but then some singers have transitioned into their older parts of their career really well and some not so much so it depends how how you do it as well yeah i don't yeah it's a it's a thing you know it's like you see a lot of writers or um bands and they were great at a period of time whether whether it was the 60s or the 90s and they were they were at the they were the best mm. you know as far as you or i am concerned you might think and they might and they might go for like three years and then it stops yeah and i always i always wonder why that is you know like why why it doesn't keep going? Mm. Not for me, anyway. I mean, 
they they might believe that they 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 write in better all the time through the years, you know. Like even myself, I think I'm I'm a better singer now than I was when I was young, you know. Mm. I feel like I'm better singer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But, um, it's just yeah. It's just a lot of um bands or artists that I've liked. They're usually just periods of time, you know, like um, they were great from 1969 to 72. You couldn't touch them and you can't today. They're, they're just amazing. Yeah. They never did. They carried on going, but they never did anything. Like maybe the Storms, mm-hmm. the Rolling Storms. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big, I'm a huge fan of the, you know, went in their heyday. Yeah. But I, you know. I don't know. Is that is that a bit sort of mean for me to say that? I don't know. No, I mean, you know, I think it'd be great to go and see the Stones still, but they're not yeah, going to be like yeah. they were back then. They had a really good period. I think sort of late sixties to mid seventies. That was a really good, and that oh, yeah. that wasn't just about them. That was just in the period of time in general. Like it was just a good period, and I think they fit right into that perfectly and it, it would have been a great a great time um i still liked a lot of their songs going into the 80s i wouldn't pay for a ticket to go and see them now even though no. i'd probably like to go and see them just because it's the stones yeah. um yeah. for me i guess like guns and roses they're in australia at the moment you know slash and duff are back in the band with axel I saw them back in 2016 when they just. The th- could they? Could they? Can they still do it? Well, they were really good in 16, 2016, uh, at the MCG. You know, it's a, just a wash of noise, but it was it was great being there. But um, you know, there hasn't really been any new material since then, and I've watched a few YouTube things with Axel, and he just. Sounds horrible. You know, he was a, an absolute gun back in the day in that period of time, like you just sort of said, you know, yeah. what, 87 or 86 to 92, 93, you know, that, yeah. that was a hell of a voice. And um, now he just, he hasn't got that that grit behind it and it's just not not the same. You know, I love Slash, I love Duff, but I've just got, and they're one of my favourite bands, but... I just wouldn't wouldn't go again. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm thinking of John Prine now. Have you heard of John Prine? No. The, he's like a country singer from way back. Um, he, um, you like uh, you know um, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. He, he sort of he used to talk about him a lot he said he was a you know he's a great songwriter mm. and i think he 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 sort of kept it together you know he was he was good i think he died last year mm. but he seemed to be um really good yeah. I, I think i liked him I, I haven't heard enough to actually say but um mm. but i like i like the story of roger waters when he says um john prine because he went to Vietnam and he had a terrible time of it, obviously. And then he got back and he started doing music. And he was just doing like little gigs, you know, in his local town. Mm. And uh, he played a gig somewhere. 
And the 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 owner of the venue said, um, oh, do you want a job? Do you want a job you? And he said, Oh well, um, like doing what? <laughs> like he said, work being the bar or something. But he said, No, you can actually play you, you know, seven days a week if you want. You, you know, you're really good. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, doing what? <laughs> uh, well but that's John Prine. So mm. yeah, he's pretty good. You probably do know some songs by him. Mm. Just don't know the name. Um, do you know? Do you know a song called "In In Spite of Ourselves"? In In Spite of Ourselves. In spite of our- mm, no, but you, it's on a famous movie, but I can't mm, remember the movie now. Okay, and, uh, you probably know it. I'll sh- sh- shoot it through to me afterwards if you if you find it. I'd yeah. be interested because there are there's so many songs that you sort of familiar with, but. You maybe not yeah. know who sings them, like me with uh, Unchained Melody and who did I say? Oh, the Righteous Brothers or the Everly Brothers? Right, yeah, Righteous Brothers. I think it is. Uh, okay, yeah. So I mixed that up. So <laughs> is that a solid body guitar behind you? Is that like I can't see any pickups on it? Or is it just the light? That one or that one? Yeah, the one with the. It's got something on the fretboard, like a. There's something on the fretboard there. Oh, yeah. That's um, in between the Metallica and the Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a solar guitar. Let me grab it. I'll show yeah. you. Yeah, I can. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... um. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah, it's like a. Wow, that's nice. It's a carbon matte sort of black. Ah, oh, right. It's like a Swedish brand. I think they're made in Indonesia. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, where'd you get that? Um, there's one distributor in Australia, which is in New South Wales. Funnily enough, um, in industry music. They've uh, they've only got a small range of this brand, you know, compared to what you can get sort of uh, from I think Sweden. But uh, I think you know if you order it direct from Sweden, there's a lot of a lot of taxes involved and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that this particular website distributor in New South Wales have got a small range of this brand. Um. Yeah, it's a beauty. So, love it. Sort of yeah. got the, you know, my favourite sort of Les Paul sort of shape, but with a bit of a twist. Yeah, you know, it's got yeah. sort of yeah. cut, a cut there, if you can see it. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> that is just nice, isn't it? Yeah, and that's wow. that's the solar um, logo, I guess you'd say. Um, but, yeah, yeah, really like the headstock as well. Whoa, that is metal, isn't it? It is, you know, and, you know, I I do like metal. I don't consider myself a metal head or anything, but I, I love metal. I love rock and stuff like that. But what can I say? I just couldn't resist. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I did get into it once mm. in the 90s. There's a band called um, Conformity, Corrosion of Conformity. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Are they a, a main band? The, um, yeah. Are they a band that you know? Yeah. Um, what was the guitarist? Uh, Pepper Keenan. Is that him? Okay. He was in yeah. in another band with Phil Anselmo from Pantera called Down. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's sort of in everything and done a lot of different things. But, yeah, yeah, they're um, pretty cool. I, I like yeah. them. Yeah. I remember liking them. I remember I sort of I liked a band called the Stone Roses back in the in the nineties. Yep. And the guitarist sort of kept on talking about this band, Corrosion of Conformity. So I went out and bought mm. bought the CD. Dis- and it was pretty heavy. Is that metal or is that it didn't I don't know. It's old school metal at least. Yeah. Because they're quite uh, quite different bands, aren't they? Stone Roses and Corrosion of Conformity. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's okay, like you know, I, I'm into all sorts of music, but <clears throat> you know what I write might be a little bit different, and um, you know mm. the influences seep in somehow. You know, like you with Roy Orbison and, and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to know a guy who was into all the music you've been mentioning, yeah. the, like um, all those drop T sort of American rock pop bands like Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. He was into all that and, um, you know, sort of hard rock music, but, but he was, an, he was an established acoustic player, mm. very, you know, um, acoustic based yeah. writer. And even though he was, yeah, he, but he, he was, his background was like metal rock, but it, but he made it and, and did very well and still is doing very well um, playing acoustic music. Yeah. Well, I've always liked the best of both worlds, you know. I, I'm just as happy to sit down with an acoustic guitar as I am with uh, an electric guitar. You know, yeah. what, does that, what does that mean? I don't know, but uh, it's, it's all music at the end of the day and some, That's right, sometimes yeah. you're angry and you need to play loud and sometimes you're... Sad, and you need to write an acoustic tune or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations! It yeah, it's all over the place. My album is yeah. just—it's mostly acoustic, but <laughs> you'll come across like a track where all of a sudden there's all these guitars and loud drums. So, but like it's like what you just said—it's—it's a—it's a song. It's um, you know, when you get angry yeah. and. It comes out. I couldn't have done it acoustically. It was it was clearly a a, um, a rocky guitar sort of song. So mm. I think there's only one though. I think there's only one in there. I'm just having a quick look, but it's taken me ages because it's 36 tracks. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, there's a, there's about two or three like rock songs. Yeah. Hard rock. But but it is but it's not recorded with a drum and it's recorded with Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. Is that what, do you use that software or do you use something else? Um, I use Reaper. Oh yeah, yeah. Reaper, at, yeah, at home here I do. Yeah, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I know a few people that use Logic. Yeah, it's great. Well, I was able to do the rock drums with Logic mm. so easily, and it sounded great to me. Yeah. Okay. 
the rock especially um one of the songs is called uninvited um it's it, the lyrics are so there's only two words it's like uninvited and and um divided you know as in divided mm. we've been for the last two years yeah and uninvited to well I've, it's been so I've, I've gone through so many things where i've been asked to leave or stay outside don't come in you know what i mean that mm. terrible even my local bakery you know you can't come in you know and i've been i've been buying bread there for five years yeah. or something it's terrible yeah i guess some of that is the um i wrote a song about it yeah of course <laughs> what's it called it's called um uh uninvited oh all right yeah okay yeah yeah no it's uh, definitely a lot of doors that were closed um my my wife tanya she um promotes my music and she goes around the radio stations and but some of these radio stations they want they want you to be triple vaxxed <laughs> and uh, wear a mask <laughs> just to get in and talk to the thing so she couldn't get in she 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 was asked to wait outside for an hour she had to wait and then they escorted it in and said oh you can come into this little room you're just me and you and and you know it was like there was a group of people you were supposed to meet with all these bands and artists and talk about your music and you know do all these great things but no shit to you know um, so that's what that song's about yeah. <laughs> divided uninvited yeah. I mean how do you even uh, deal with that in your brain you know what I mean like oh, it's shocking yeah it's, it's just yeah you can't take it in it's, you know it's you know, you, you just, you really want, you, you do want an apology. You do want some kind of, you know, I can't think of the word, but you want, you want people to say, look, it was, it was messed up and we're sorry and we've learned from it and, you know, it's not going to happen again. You, you do something, want some kind of thing. What was that, um, that article? We're going to go down the rabbit hole again here. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago they wanted, um, I've forgotten the word. It's escaped me. Amnesty. Amnesty, yes. <laughs> yeah. But there was no, like you just said, there was no apology. There was no sorry. This won't happen again, blah, 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 blah. They just, just wanted amnesty, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah, don't, yeah, we did all those bad things, but, you know, don't, let's just move on. Yeah. No. Forget about it. We just move on. Yeah. It'll happen again. Next year yeah. or next week, yeah. it's just it's got to be um, done properly. Yeah, you know. But, but I don't know if I'm going to explain this properly. But someone was taught, talking about it to to get amnesty. Um, basically, you have to admit you've done something wrong or something like that. Like, sure. is that is that right? Something like that. I'm not going to. Be- That's what. I said, well, just to acknowledge that yeah. it was crazy. You can't just and, have yeah. it without first admitting something or, sure. you know. Sure. Anyway. This. Yeah, otherwise it'll just, you know, well, let's just do it again next week. And then what's the next thing? Mm. You know, um, 
whatever the next thing is, mm. climate change or something. You know, you can't leave your house. You can't use your car because, you know, you, you're destroying the, mm. the environment. The, the, you know, the, it's just, in, you know, you've got to be, be very careful. You've got to toe the line. I mean, you see that with all sorts of things, but I won't go into to some of them. We don't want to take away too much from today, your uh, album release. And- Friday night. We should be <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you not go and see bands on a Friday night or do you work? Um. Well, I just I just got home from work, so it's it's been quite a week. Um, you know, to be honest, like I worked all the way through the pandemic um, as normal, um, and these last couple of years have taken more out of me mentally than sort of ever. You know, I've been in this job about twenty years, and the last couple of years have probably been more taxing than than ever. And uh, my- you got to keep. You got to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, yeah. Yeah, I got lucky. Um, so, uh, yeah, most most days I just sort of can't wait to get home and lock myself in this room and just, and just play guitar and sort of forget yeah. about, you know, what's going on. But you, you can't really, but, yeah. Yeah. So, so are you mainly songwriting or... Or producing, or a bit of both. Uh, is it mainly sort of rehearsing for like for, for performance, or is it more sort of recording stuff from you know recording production? Well, through the through the whole pandemic, I I released four separate singles. Some of which I did in here, some of which I did in the studio. So yeah, I sort of kept busy doing that. Um, I've been doing a bit of writing, but I've I've been um because I grew up on hard rock music and played in a lot of bands. About ten years ago, the last band broke up, and that's when I went solo because um, I got sick of all the band politics and stuff. So I put the yeah. whole electric guitar thing mostly to the side, and um, just in the last I would say year and a bit, I've just really just fucking swallowed it back up again and just gone crazy and um you know learning yeah. some of my old favorite songs writing a lot of songs which will hopefully be in a new band soon and um yeah I'm kind of like a kid in my bedroom as a teenager again learning and yeah. it's been really good but I've still got the acoustic stuff going as well so yeah. did you have an acoustic guitar before you yeah, when you were in the bands, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I always dabbled in that. But uh, mm. my main reason to go solo officially was so I could do more gigs and everything I wanted to do and keep busy. And I think that's partly why the last couple of years were hard because gigs got taken away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I always imagine, like, hard rock sort of or metal um guitar players spending like a lot of time you know in their rooms learning their craft that's what i imagine anyway mm. you know that's what i've been doing yeah. the last year <laughs> you know i guess i've got the more patience these days to do that and uh some sort yeah. of drive that's come from somewhere i don't know where 
and to what end, but uh, it's been it's been really good. So um, cool. Mm, don't know why it's hit me at this point in life, but I'm not not questioning yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, that is a strange thing because mm. even though there's all these terrible things that have been going on the last two years, you know, creatively, it's it's been good. Yeah, you know. So if you sometimes feel oh, God, you know, I shouldn't. It just seems strange to be. I mean, I'm really excited to get my album out there, but um, you know, I but I do, you know, I I feel like, and I'm going to like thank. I'm, I feel like I'm thanking. I should be thanking, and I will be thanking all these people who have inspired me to write. You know, people I know, people no. I don't know. Yeah. So it's just great that I like that I got. I've got all these stories over the last two years mm. from all these people. Like, um, like I said, people I know, people I don't know, like famous people, you know, it's just, and not just, not just musicians, you know, all, all, all walks of life, usually journalists. So, um, you know, I like the highwire.com, you know, that, have you seen that one? I think so. Del Del Big Tree. Mm. Um, he's got a he's got a website, the thehighwire.com, and he covers everything mm. that's going on on a weekly basis. Mm. He covers, you know, and and if you subscribe to his email, he sort of he sends you all the all the facts and all the proof, you know, and all the you know, so it, you know, you, so you can you can back everything up that you that they they can back it up, and then if you want to use it, you can. You have all the proof. He sends you an email yeah. every every Monday, I think it is. That's what I mean. It's all out there, you know. It is. It, is. it really is. And that's, that's the beauty of music. Like, what do you think, you know, if you weren't a musician, what would you have done with all this stuff in your head and all these stories? Like, you know, just what do you do with it? But you've put it into songs and, yeah. you know, it's, you've filtered it through and... No doubt that's helped you and will help others when they listen to it. Um, but yeah. what would you have done if you weren't a musician? Yeah, I suppose I would have found something, mm. but I don't really know. Maybe, I don't know, actually. Maybe I would have been, I, I, I do like drawing as well, yeah. you know. I might have um, tried to, do you, do you know the, I like, is it Bob Bob Moran? Bob Moran? Mm. He's an artist sort of. I like that sort of, uh, yeah, I probably would have drawn and because um, I've been, I haven't done enough drawing in my life, you know, like art because I've been doing music. So, yeah. but I've always planned to do it one day, probably, you know, later on, later on down the track. Well, Kurt Cobain was like that, wasn't he? You know, he was big on the art side of things, painting and just you know, dolls. Right. And uh, did, did, did you know that? No. Yeah, there's a documentary. Um, wow. Actually, there's a. Hang on, let me grab something else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. So this this book was put together obviously after he passed away because he kept a lot of journals and stuff. Um, did a lot of painting and let me. What can I find here? 
You know, that's where the in utero front cover, that was one of his um, art concoctions or whatever you want to call it. Um, Can you hold it up for a second? Yeah, I'm just looking <laughs> for the right page. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. So that's one of his drawings, oh, probably wow. more as a kid. Um, I like it already. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Where am I? I had no idea. Actually. Yeah, uh, you know, like that's sort of like uh, what was it Incesticide, the album cover? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know that was all Kurt. Mm. Wow. So you know he was not just a musician; he was an artist. These are some of the. Mm. You know, some kind of sick stuff, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't see that so well. I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I saw James Brown was on there. Yeah, Did you see James Brown on there? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, dolls and monkeys. I'm not really bringing out obvious stuff here. What was this? Yeah, he just had heaps of heaps of notebooks full of um, oh, right. things yeah. and lyrics. Yeah, smells like. Oh, he's a great lyricist. Smells like Teen Spirit lyrics. Uh, but what? All oh, right, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a reprint of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it? Is it? Uh, diff was it? Is it different to the final result, or is it the same? Oh, good question. I haven't read them. I, I think there was a there's a recorded version where it was a little bit different. Uh, on one of the demos, I think. Okay. You know, uh, what was that? Uh, with the lights out, that deluxe. Uh, there's been a few things released now, but. Um, anyway. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, he was sort of fascinated with uteruses you know the reproductive system and all that sort of stuff so anyway yeah. it's, it's, it's like a whole whole big book Ooh. full of things it's pretty cool yeah wow. mm. he's young there right? he's younger yeah and there's also the um, there's a, a, a dvd documentary I'll, I'll send it to you um oh it's escaped me now my brain's fried for today but um yeah, I'll send it to you. It's really cool. Sort of goes looking into a lot of that stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, we better. Uh, yeah, better let you go I've to bed because a... you've got a big, a big day ahead and um, future. I am. I'm going actually straight. <laughs> straight. I got to have a shower. Probably. Oh, yeah, and then go straight. Um, I'm going to sleep hmm. nicely because you know I got to catch up on what I've missed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. Well, um, congratulations again on the new album release. Uh, is it available today on all digital platforms? Yep, sure is. Yep. Um, and it's available tonight for if you want to buy the CD. It's available. I think it's midnight tonight. If you want, but you have to go to the uh, website, of course, and um, or go to a gig, and you're obviously we're going to be. I'm going to be selling them. Yeah, so you'll have CDs at the gigs. 
Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, well, I'll look forward to seeing you on the 9th of December in Brunswick there at the, uh, how do you say it, the Bergy Seltzer. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's it. I think that's, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. I look forward to seeing you. I, I, do you know the other artist? No. Ernest? Oh, okay. No. I, I just assume, you know, everyone knows each other in Melbourne. <laughs> no, there's constantly new musicians or, you know, ones that you haven't heard of. So it's a, it's a pretty big scene and you sort of forget sometimes just how big it is. So, um, yeah. yeah, no. Look- Mel- Melbourne. Melbourne has always had the, like, oh, that's where the music is in Melbourne, not Sydney. Yeah. So you've always had that, um, you know, thing. You know, oh, go to if you know, go to Melbourne. That's where it's happening. Mm. So, so that's why it's always exciting, you know, to go down to go down to Melbourne. Just means there's a lot of uh, a lot of competition too. You know, you, we might have a gig that night, but then two or three doors down, there's another gig, and then another five doors down, there's another one. So you're competing with a lot, you know. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, healthy competition. That's it. Well, there's, um, I think there's still a good kebab place around there. I don't know if that's your thing, but maybe we can go for one after after the show. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. And the food, yeah, I was going to I was going to say that the food is supposed to be better in Melbourne too. So oh, okay, yeah. that's what they say we'll up here. We'll see. <laughs> well, nice to chat with you, Jonathan, and yeah, congratulations again on the release of the new album. Go and check it out, folks, and. Yeah. Um, jonathanbone.com links in the show notes check it out and uh look forward to seeing you on the 9th best of luck with the shows in between thanks great and um see you in melbourne yeah see you in melbourne it's gonna be great thanks man thanks for coming on the podcast thanks very much thanks for tuning in folks and uh we'll catch you again for another episode of fox on the wire very soon cheers